Hello, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Flutterpod. My name is Mitch, and I'm joined with my good friend David. David, how you going this week? You got your Mac Mini just arrived. Yes, yes, I'm doing very good. My Mac Mini just arrived. Um, it's now sitting quietly on my desk. <laughs> I, 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 a lot of times I would just forget about it, you know. But it is doing some compute work right now. I got some work, more work for it in the coming probably days or weeks. Um, but but yeah. Uh, how how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty excited with the Flutter Forward.、Um, just got done watching all the keynotes and you know trying to get up to date with all the all the updates. So keen to discuss with you. We have some cool changes to go through, and there's actually quite a lot of changes. So we'll put the sort of respective links down below so that if you want, you can you know go into detail and check out、um, all of the minor you know little changes. But we'll try to go through as much as we can, especially some of the high level stuff. So. There is a、uh, main medium article which you know is always floating around, so you guys should just check that out. Especially some of the visual elements that have like UI stuff that's changed. You probably want to go check that out. But yeah, we have a lot of stuff to go through, so let's just kind of get started.、Um, so I'm just、yes. gonna sort of read through that、um, medium article, and I feel like the first thing I guess we could start off is the Material Three support. There's a lot of little, you know, UI elements like bottom app bar, checkbox dividers, you know, radio buttons and stuff like that. And I think there is a, there's also like a cool website. I don't know who made it, but like there's a cool website where you can sort of click around and see all of the changes different. That's different between Material Two and Material Three,、um, just so you can visually see the differences. But、mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're wondering, by the way, guys, you can go to your theme data and then just. Get the tag and use Material Three to set it to be true, and then that's how you can actually start using it. So,、um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Is there any particular Material Three changes that you're personally excited about, David? Honestly, I haven't really tried Material Three because I, I don't own an Android phone, and people talk about oh Material Three. Like I never really had like an impression of oh like how much better is Material Three, but I do wanna. I do feel like that, like. The default Flutter apps look like Flutter apps. Like there's like, if you just use the default widgets, it looked very. It's like a. It has a distinct look, but I I guess like with Material Material Three, it it'll look more customized.、Uh, but you can customize it anyways. I mean, just like the default widgets,、um, give up gives like the Flutter vibe, which you know it's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying, it like with the with Material Three, it might be more customized. Yeah, you know, like you know, some of the stuff I look at,、um, like this menu bar and cascading menu, like was something like this not in Flutter before? Like it's basically a menu, and then you can hover over the menu, and it drops down another menu. I guess it's not in Flutter before, but I, like right now, Flutter does have like a very simple bare bone right click menu when you're right clicking on a piece of text or like a text field. It will say like copy and stuff, but that's like really it, it is really ugly right now. I guess now you can like customize it more, and you also have like the、uh, the context menu. You have custom context menu.、Um, that's also coming with this release. So so yeah, this release comes with a lot of UI changes.、Um, you know, this medium article is really long. Like、uh, I felt like、uh, like just coming into this podcast, I kind of sort of broke down. The changes into a few categories. So、um, one major category is 
uh, UI, um, UI changes, um, you know, enha enhancing Material 3 support. There's like new widgets, um, uh, like new menus. Um, and they also introduced a few new, um, new widgets. <laughs> uh, one being, uh, or some of them are Cupertino widgets. You know, uh, I feel like Cupertino widgets or just Cupertino or just iOS style widgets haven't been receiving a lot of care <laughs> in Flutter. Um, now they're introducing the the list view that um, is present in the iOS Notes app. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah. So that's that. And there's also a new animation animated grid. Uh, so the new animated grid widget will show you uh, when it when a, when the item is being added or removed. Um, and there's more. Um, there's a lot of quality of life changes, pretty much. So there's like a new ta uh, a new text magnifier when you're in the text field, and that's good. And you can customize the menu when you're double tapping or when you're selecting um, a, a piece of text in a text field. Um, you can now customize the menu that's being shown, which is really nice. Um, just a side note, um, in my app, I actually just in the past probably few weeks, I like spent a lot of time just building one myself, and now I could have just used if I just waited, <laughs> if I just waited a little bit, um, could have just used the other one. <laughs> I'm not sure if it worked the same though, but. Um... <laughs> oh, sorry, I was thinking the same thing with the Cupertino <laughs> list section because I was I was gonna like make uh -huh. the like the Apple iOS style the lists in the notes app. I was like, I want to make that style mm. and. I didn't get around to it, but then, mm -hmm. yeah, this came out. So I was like, maybe that's the perk for being lazy. Now <laughs> you got it. was taking too long, and then they just, they just made the widget <laughs> <for me. laughs> you know, You know, that's, that's one of the things that's really cool about Flutter releases. It's like, without doing any effort, your app gets better in some ways. Just like, just, it's like almost like every three months, someone comes in to help making your app better. You don't have to do any work or minimal amount of work, and we'll get to more. We'll get to more of it later. Some some being like some more um, performance performance um, improvements, but just to finish up some UI improvements, there's now um, some trackpad scrolling improvements. So um, actually, actually that shouldn't be the UI. That shouldn't be like just UI. It should be like general improvement. Uh, but there's like um, global selection improvement. So uh, when you're I guess like uh, in like a text area. Um, now there's there's like shortcuts that will help you with um, some global se selection, um, and and yeah, just there's some of the quality of life like small details that that we're, we've been talking about. Like you know, Father is missing has been missing like the small details, and it's great to see like these small details are being taken care of. Um, so yeah. Any of the widgets you're looking forward to using, Mitch? Uh, yeah, like like I mentioned before, I'm glad that they made the um, Cupertino list style. And you know, in the animated grid, like, you know, all of this stuff, you in the past, you can make it all yourself, right? But like, they just kind of packaged it nicely so that right. you can just start using it as a widget right away. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of cool, mm -hmm. to, cool to see. Um, I like that with the global selection yes. improvements where you can... Um, I think you can even add like there'll be like copy paste, and there'll be you can like add an extra like action in there and stuff now, right? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah That's like right. a lot of yeah. this stuff like translate yeah, pretty excited to yeah oh translate yeah yeah a mm. lot of this stuff i'm pretty excited to use so you know if you guys want to check out what it actually looks like check it out for yourselves because yeah a lot of this stuff looks pretty makes it makes flutter look beautiful which is one of the things that they always talk about like it has to look nice um yeah but speaking of which like just going can we talk about impeller for a second um, yes let's talk about one impeller. of the things i was excited about because for those that don't know um it's just a new graphics engine um that they said they've been working on for a few years now and um it's something that we're pretty excited about and before it was the skia engine and you know everything like related to the graphics part of it like the 3d animations and stuff like that it was uh, i'm pretty sure you saw the demos in the keynote right david like the the dash bird mm-hmm. and then it was like you know full 3d and stuff and I'm, that's <laughs> something that i'm really excited to use um, but david actually mm-hmm. has used the preview and you had some opinions about it do you want to just give us a rundown what was your experience yeah so i i've tried impeller um so a little bit a little bit of context i actually tried impeller previously when it was more in preview but i tried it like in a very short amount like period of time i just gave it like a tiny try so i didn't really um get too much out of it previously but now i gave it a, an extensive try just like to you know compile my app with impeller and just to thoroughly test it and see the results it's actually very easy to compile your app with impeller you just add a flag um you can just say Flutter run you know with impeller uh, and or you can just like add this uh, one like config in your info.plist file for your iOS uh, project. So like after running it, um, I I don't know if I felt the app being smoother per se, because my app that like um, just to give you some context, my app is called Instaboard. Um, talked about in previous um, previous episodes, um, and this Instaboard app doesn't really have a lot of like UI pieces, but it just has a lot of uh, custom rendering stuff going on, like custom or like you know custom paint. Uh, it has to paint a lot of like strokes and like um, you know stuff like that. Uh, so I tried using Impeller, and it was actually it, it's actually laggier. <laughs> it's actually it's actually running s- slower compared to Skia because for previously when like like if i open up a file with um or a board with a lot of strokes on instaboard previously on on the ios app it works just fine but when i when i ran with um impeller what when when i scroll in the areas of a lot there when there's a lot of strokes um scrolling the the i don't know the performance gets worse and there's actually it's not hitting 60 frames per second so I was I was actually pretty worried there, yeah I was really worried. Um, just same app like without any modification, like without any uh, modifications toward running Impeller and you know Skia. It just I just did ran the same app with Impeller turn turn on or off. Um, so yeah I I don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's any I don't know it's anything that Impeller doesn't like because there's already um, some I guess like known issues of, of Impeller. Um, like for example, gradients impellers don't impeller doesn't support gradients really well right now. Um, uh, if you have gradients of the same steps, but I don't know, maybe there's some p- 
parts of my canvas kit, or sorry, my custom paint canvas that Impeller doesn't like. I don't know, but what I was experiencing was that it's not performing as well as Skia, as well compares to Skia. Interesting. Like I was seeing one of the Reddit posts, um, which I guess we can kind of talk about as well. This person that gave Impeller a go for their game. And this person's reporting a silky smooth list scroll. I was looking at this person's list mm. scroll, but it's like, was this not smooth <laughs> on the previous engine? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, because if it's just a list scroll, it should should have been like smooth previously as well. Because what what Impeller actually solves is shader or is jank caused by shader compilation. So a little bit context about that. Um, so how, you know how, yeah how how graphics or how you know how how a how a how an app renders, uh, or how Flutter renders is that there's this graphics engine, and it utilizes the GPU. And what GPU does is that GPU is really good at, or GPU can only calculate triangles, uh, so these are like vert vertices. Um, and in order to so so if if you want to draw like if you want to draw a circle. Let's say if you want to draw a circle, um, what you need to do is that you need to draw like triangle, maybe two triangles to cover the circle, and the vertices, like each vertice needs its needs a piece of code to to sort of describe uh, where the vertice uh, where the vertice uh, you know vertice is or um, you know where the triangles will be located at, and throughout like within that triangle and for each pixels um, it also needs to sort of uh, it needs you know a little bit of code in order to describe what the color is for, for that pixel um, and these are all just shaders those, those these are shaders I mean that's shader code um, and f previously when Flutter like with with Skia um, Flutter sort of compiles those shaders on the run so when it needs a piece of animation to be ran, that piece of code is being compiled, like just right before when it's needed, um, and that means it's gonna cause jank. It's cost. It's gonna cause some delay when there's a lot of shaders to be compiled, because um, Flutter is a single single threaded language, or Flutter or you know, Dart is a single threaded language, and Flutter runs in a single threaded way. Um, any UI work will just pause the app, or any just any work will pause the app um, if it's if it's taking too long. So that's Skia, and what Impeller is doing is that Impeller guarantees that shaders or these pieces of code that describes graphics will be compiled before running the app, or the the compile time will be uh, predictive, so that there is no jank. During like a page transition or some some animation or some kind of you know part of like the app where there's some sudden UI change or sudden graphics change, uh, and that's what that's what um, you know that's what Impeller's good at to remove these kind of jank. Um, so in in the in the context of list views, um, if it's like a simple list view, it it probably like impeller probably doesn't like you probably won't benefit from using impeller um you you just get this mental you know <laughs> reassurance that you're using impeller you're like oh that's better but 
Um, but I mean, uh, that's not the area of focus of Impeller. Um, so like, I guess for my, maybe for my use case, um, it might be something that Impeller hasn't really optimized for because doing a lot of custom paint isn't like the, isn't like what the majority of the apps will be using. So I, I, I guess that, that might be a reason. Uh, so yeah. I would say though, uh, like it's cool to try out Impeller, um, but if you're not experiencing jank right now in your app, it, it, you're, if you're not experiencing, you know, trend, like pay transition jank or jank like that, you probably don't need to try out Impeller. You probably don't need to use Impeller as it is still in beta. I was like in the in the keynote, they were showing off the, uh, it was like some kaleidoscope, and they were like comparing Skia and yeah. Uh, impeller like with the kaleidoscope thing and yeah mm -hmm. from from that it seemed it seemed like they were showing off like how smooth it was and also the like i mean for me i don't personally have too many things that are so graphic intensive but i do remember um like when i was trying to make uh, like either games with like the unity package or like it would be like some e-commerce style website and the product was like a 3d product and it's it was not really like i don't know if it was because it was my problem but like yeah it wasn't really functioning that smoothly and when i looked at the 3d models um, and like the way they were showing off that dash the bird thing i was like oh that's cool and even to the point where like it looked like you know how it looked like a pokemon game or like a like a modern pokemon <laughs> game where like it's like got a full world and stuff and i was like wow you could you could make a full game with that um but yeah, so because of that, it made me, I guess, excited to to try it out. Not that I've used any graphic intensive stuff for any current apps, but yeah, I mean, in the following weeks, I'd be excited to try it out um, with some of those like uh, some of those three D models and stuff. But just going back to your specific <laughs> use case, like using custom paint and like what was what like you're saying it became even slower. Like what in what actions did it make it slower? Like when the strokes when people were, like riding stuff around. Actually, yeah. Let me let me give a little context. So, uh, what? So the part that the just I'm just gonna talk about like the the part of the app that what was experiencing slow, uh, slowness when you try now impeller. So the part of the app was that there was a custom paint, and there's a lot of um like there's a lot of, lot of paths being drawn. So a lot of paths that the paths were generated by user strokes. So I uh my my app Insta board is like part partially a drawing app, um. And there's a lot of user strokes, um, a lot of points because I'm using uh, a package called um, Perfect Freehand. It, it generates a lot of points, and the points sort of form paths. And each stroke has each stroke is being generated by by a lot of points, maybe by I don't know by like hundred hundred probably a hundred point per stroke. I don't know if that many, maybe fifty <laughs> points per stroke, and maybe like um, two hundred strokes a page with two hundred strokes or 500 strokes um, and then that's the custom paint and it's being um, surrounded with a repaint boundary so it doesn't get repainted um, when it doesn't need to and um, off of that I have a or, or surrounding that or the parent of that repaint boundary would be a transform widget and that transform and the transform widget uh, it's location or you know how much it's being transformed. It's like a transform 
uh, it's like a relocationing transform. So pretty much I'm using the transform widget to move that big uh, custom pane around and zoom in, you know, like shrinking the custom pane. And then to, to determine how that's being transformed, I had a listener widget wrapping that transform widget and the listening widget, I, I'm custom, I, I wrote some custom logic determining users uh, panning and zooming um, gestures. Uh, and those gestures are being fed and like calculated and you know converted into scale and uh, translates. So yeah, that's that's the part. And when the, the the part that was slow due to impeller was that when user scrolls, um, that transform widget is moving that repaint boundary around. Um, so for with Skia, that move with of that uh, repaint boundary is really really smooth it's like 60 frame 60 hertz i can see it's really smooth but with impeller it's it's like very i could see like very apparently it's like not hitting 60 frames it's like probably below 30. so uh and, and like like with other boards that has like less strokes impeller works like really smoothly but only when like in that one insta board board um, that has a lot of strokes. Um, it it's like slower. So, um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just hope I just hope this is something that because Impel is still like work in progress. I just hope that this will be fixed soon. As in, as like I I think they said something about Impel will be the default rendering engine since well well starting the next stable release, which is coming in three months. Right. Yeah. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty important actually for for your app. Like even looking through this Reddit post, I think you can see someone else. Yeah. It's like I activated Impella and had worse inform in performance. Oh really? Well, wow, I didn't see but that. It'd be cool, like in the that's, coming that's like days good. and weeks, you know, for other people to try out Impella and see what experience experiences that they have. Um, and yeah, you know, like if, if it's like after the next stable release and um, mm. Impeller is the default uh, graphics engine, does that mean like you, if you really wanted to use Skia to go back to it, you couldn't? <laughs> I probably, I, could, <laughs> I probably could just like, they probably provide the, the option of, you know, just use Skia. Um, but I mean, I, I really wish that Impeller will be, you know, will be at, at like at least the same performance as Skia. Because otherwise, like, there's no point in replacing something when it's a downgrade so they have to yeah they have to work on it to to make it i don't, I don't know maybe um that's that's something that i don't like i don't feel like yeah maybe you know what maybe what i should really do i, I think it's not very hard for me to do um it might be a little bit difficult but i'll try is that i i can make like a reproducible code sample make it like small as small as possible and submit that to Flutter, the Flutter team. Like, cause I, I really want to help them, you know, make this right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just, just that, like, it's really hard to like to strip out the not the, like the code from my app. Cause like, if I was a developer, I don't want to have someone to submit to me like a full on app and tell me that oh my app is janky, fix it. Like, I want <laughs> I, I want to be have like, to be able to to get like a small example. So I'll, I'll try to do that yeah i know what you mean yeah it'll be cool in the next yeah. like keynote or the next event that they have and then they have like a new impeller update 
and then the way to like showcase <laughs> the improvement it's your it's to show with your insta board app <laughs> like previously like on insta board, you couldn't do this it was laggy but then wow. now on insta board with all of these all custom paint strokes it's now smooth and like yeah <laughs> i mean i half joke about That'd it but cool. i'm also half serious because i love it when the like the event was in uh, kenya right and then there was like a lot of um mm-hmm. like smaller startups that kind of showcase that get showcased through uh, th- through the keynote and yeah one day i can i can imagine your app is going to be there that'll be the next way <laughs> to improve the <laughs> show off the impeller <laughs> just to like um to like to be clear right like like skia right now is doing me like a really good job like skia is not holding me back skia is running everything really smoothly like i have no problem with skia the only thing i have problem with is flutter web and flutter web is definitely slower like in terms of performance that that's expected because for is currently javascript it has a javascript bundle it's being it's interacting with a canvas kit backend so so yeah if anything that they want to improve graphics wise that would be for the web which they did talk about and yeah we can we can talk about that um um but yeah sorry what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, no, I do want to get to the Flutter web stuff. Um, just before the Flutter web, do you, do you know, mm-hmm. I came across this app, um, iOS app. Do you know this app called Freeform? Yes, Freeform. It's a new, uh, they they announced it like very early. They, I think they announced it WWDC 2022 and it's been made available with iOS 16.2. Right, because um, I don't know if it's like a one of the default iOS apps, but like, I didn't really play around with it, but I saw it on my friend's phone and mm-hmm. I, I was like, Oh, this is like Instaboard. <laughs> and then I was like asking, <laughs> yeah. I was like asking if you can share the board. Cause like, obviously there's a lot of like, you can have a lot of whiteboards, but like, you know, one good thing about Instaboard is you can share the board together. Right. And you use it together. And I yeah. don't know if, I think maybe you can do that. I don't know. Yeah, freeform, freeform is like it's really well built. It's like a really good app. Uh, the only downside of it is that it like the sharing the sharing aspect is not there yet. I don't know. It just it, it's not at least for me. I haven't get, gotten it to to have it to be shared like in real time. And also, it's it's like limited to iOS only, so it doesn't run on the web. I feel like that's like the beauty of like collaborations that you want to like, start quickly, and. To use Freeform, you have to have iOS 16.2. And that, I don't know, just, that didn't make sense to me. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely a really, really well-built app. Yeah, because that's the advantage of you using Flutter for an app, like mm-hmm. a whiteboard app, right? Is you can, yeah. it's not just limited to one platform. And yeah, that's why I was just wondering if they can... Within, even within iOS, if they can do the sharing the the whiteboard or not, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks mm. like you already knew about it. I was like, I gotta tell David about this. I was like, I wonder if he knew about this. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, now just speaking of the speaking of Flutter Web, especially, I'm glad you're here because David's the web expert. Um, <laughs> I want like they were they were showing some cool stuff with. Um, the element embedding and I kind of wanted you to just mm. sort of break down exactly what what it was doing 
And I, there were Tim Sneath was talking about how like he like direction wise for Flutterweb he didn't want to make just another DOM based um, web framework. Um, could, also, could you like even just right. briefly, if you can, just explain what what does it what does it actually mean like DOM DOM based web DOM like what is that? Yeah, is that what all the normal so, web frameworks are doing? Mm, right. Yeah, it's mostly what that's what most of the frameworks are doing. So DOM stands for doc, document object model. So it's like how the current web is, you know, being ran on. So what it is is that the current web or what, what we have like browsers, that's like the consumer of the current web. All the browsers, they all know how to render HTML. And HTML is being represented by just document models. So you have like um, divs within divs within like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's almost kind of it's almost similar to Flutter, you know. It's widgets instead inside of widgets inside of widgets, except that DOM doesn't have state. DOM DOM is like being you know, the document, or I say I just say like the 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 HTML widgets or you know the web widgets. They are all like they're all kind of dead. So, uh, and they're all very simple and they're all very they're they're like they're like pure text or they're like just shapes or like areas, boxes. Um, and all the browsers, they all know how to, they all know how to like um, render these. So um, JavaScript, uh, so JavaScript is sort of this weird add-on thing in, in the early ages of the web. Um, and it could like provide some interactivity to the DOM or to HTML. And later on, there are some frameworks that came in, and they're like, they're like, let's use JavaScript like a lot more, and uh, you know, jQuery being one because uh, they've been there. There were like uh, web developers that just use JavaScript to just modify the DOM objects, modify the HTML objects. Be like, when the user clicks this, uh, change that to blue. Um, so that's like very, you know, very messy to write. And then later on, frameworks like React and Angular came in, and React uses used this um, like model called Virtual DOM. So it's like constructing its own like like own <laughs> uh, like it's almost like it's almost like Flutter, where React just mounts itself onto the, the main HTML page, and it like uh, it displays things based on its the the state that that it stores by itself. Um, and that's sort of what the DOM or virtual DOM that Tim Sneath was talking about is how it's just something that the browser the the browser knows how to render, um, but but yeah, so so Flutter is definitely different. Um, right now, Flutter like um, the, the 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 canvas kit render is just something that's like a big drawing drawing pad, and the Flutter JavaScript bundle that it, that your Dart code compiles to uh, that thing just interacts with that drawing pad. And it draws whatever your UI is on that drawing pad. Um, so instead of um, manipulating or creating um, the the traditional HTML, you know, things that your browsers know how to how to render. So um, I, I guess that's really interesting how the Flutter team just came on stage and and addressed this. They're pretty much saying what they're pretty much saying is that they're not even trying to be a, a they're not. Like Flutter Web is not trying to be like a website thing, website builder. They're 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 just they're just announced it. They're they're like 
if you're using Flutter Web, you're not building websites. You're building like an interactive web app. Um, so they're not trying to be lightweight. <laughs> That's something that they're not trying to be. Although they do want to make it lighter, <laughs> but they're not going to make it as light as, you know, these like traditional DOM-based frameworks. Because one advantage of being a DOM-based uh, framework is that it's really simple to describe uh, DOM objects. Let, let's say when you want to say when you want to say div, it's just like a piece of text div, um, and that'll create you like a you know decent looking thing uh, with some CSS, and that's like styling. But with Flutter, by default, it ships with this huge render and a huge JavaScript bundle. Um, so, so that's that, <laughs> and. On stage, they did talk about uh, Flutter or Web Wasm, um, and there's a lot of like discussions around this um, Flutter Web Wasm. Um, it's the effort to make your Flutter code, your Dart code, compiles to WebAssembly instead of JavaScript. So JavaScript, that the current Flutter Web um, you know framework is being compiled is compiling your JavaScript. To, or sorry, sorry, <laughs> the current you know. Uh, the current JavaScript bundle that your app ships. This is like, this is really, this is like they, they call it on stage, it's like enterprise or production grade uh, JavaScript um, compiling. And it's already like, they already made it as small as possible. It's already like compiled. Um, but it's still very big. It's still like huge. So, and it's, it still doesn't perform as well since it's JavaScript and it's being interpreted. So it's being like just in time, you know, interpreted. And uh, what they want to do is that they want to pretty much compile your, uh, you know, compile your dark code ahead of time, even when it, even when you're trying to deploy to web. And in order to do that, uh, you're you're gonna have to compile your dark code to WebAssembly. And WebAssembly is pretty much browser native code, some code that your browser can execute natively, and that'll be very fast. There are some languages right now that can, that already can compile the WebAssembly, like Rust. Um, but Dart couldn't compile the WebAssembly. Uh, you know, Dart uh, hasn't been able to compile the WebAssembly because Dart is a garbage collected language. Um, so the current WebAssembly standard doesn't support garbage collection, and you have to do manage. Uh, you have to do memory management yourself. And um, right now, what like in this announcement, the, the reason why it's called Flutter Forward is that it's something in the future. They're not implementing it right now. They're just saying that we're going to do it in the future, that they're, they're going to pretty much um, like have Dart compiled to WebAssembly uh, with this, with, uh, like as, long, as soon as WebAssembly GC is supported by at least one browser. So WebAssembly GC is an emerging new standard that adds, adds a garbage collector into the current WebAssembly you know, standard. So browsers would be able to ran, run WebAssembly GC that Dart is able to compile to. So your Flutter web will, your Flutter application will be able to compile to web, you know, targeting web, uh, and it will be able to run like natively like with native speed and supposed to be very fast and that's like a great future however <laughs> however um that will take a long time because browser standards is gonna you know browsers browsers 
browsers are weird because browsers they there's so many different versions there's so many different browsers there's so many there's different versions of browsers on the web or, or, or on users hands right now and they each support different features um and there's a website that you can look up it's called can i use like can i use.com maybe i think and that is just a website like when you want to use some javascript function you can like go and go ahead and check like is your javascript function supported by this browser or that browser so it's like web developers has been web developers have been like you know facing this issue for like decades they have to like they have to really make sure that whatever like they want to make sure that whatever feature that they're using is supported in as many browsers as possible and that's the thing about Flutter Web, is that even though, even if, even if Flutter Web Wasm, or Flutter Web is able to compile the Wasm, it's not going to be supported in the majority of the browsers. And it would take years for browsers to keep up. And when, like, even when browsers are kept up, um, you still have the problem where mobile devices don't have the newest browsers. And mobile devices, mobile device browsers are the most prevalent web browsing devices out there so as for ios as for ios safari a newer version of safari only ships with the os so when there's a new ios update that's when the safari will get updated and usually in like enterprise when you're building something in the enterprise level you you want to be able to support um ios versions back to like three generations of ios versions so right now it'll be ios 16 right now like if you're building an app, you want your app to support at least, you know, down to iOS 16 or at least down to iOS 14, right? At least down to iOS 14. But that means you want to wait for additional, an additional three years if you want to really use, you know, for web wasm like fully. So that'll probably take, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how long that will take, but I don't know. It, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that you can't be using this anytime soon, but... But yeah, um, I just there's something I want to add on to it that uh, about Flutter's uh, or Dart Wasm, um, I guess solution is that Dart the Dart team is relying pretty much on the Wasm GC standard. However, if you look at another framework like if you look at Blazor, that's C Sharp, right? Microsoft Blazor, uh, Blazor is also or, or C Sharp. C Sharp is also a garbage collected, uh, a garbage collected language. However, Blazor is able to ship Wasm, right? And that's that's amazing. They they're they're able to do Wasm. Um, and the way to do it, the, the way that they did it is pretty much they they made a C Sharp runtime in Wasm, so that this the Wasm runtime can, can run C Sharp, uh, or at least to whatever you know bit code that C Sharp compiles to. So Dart couldn't really, or Dart, the Dart team didn't choose to go down this path. I don't know. First of all, this path is very difficult to go down because for Dart, um, the Dart team would need to write a garbage collector just, just, just for Wasm. And I don't think that's, that's super feasible, although it would be, it would, it would be nice. But also another problem is that even if they write, if, even if they wrote a garbage collector that targets Wasm, that, that compiles to Wasm, uh, that's probably going to be pretty big. Like, it still, like, accounts for uh, download 
sides. So the optimal, optimal solution in the ideal world, browsers would all have Wasm GC support and Dart would just be able to you know, compile the Wasm. But unfortunately, that's not the case in, in 2023. And I don't think that will be the case even till 2025. So yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Like, no, that was actually very helpful. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I that you put a lot of things into perspective. Like, especially when you were talking about at the beginning about um, the DOM-based framework, how they're not gonna go down that that pathway, and that mm. pathway is like makes it really lightweight and how when you ship something with flutter it's got such a big package bundle but then they're still trying to make that lightweight as well like that's really interesting like um and so you may you put up this reddit post the state of flutter web um flutter web uh web assembly um, that's right that's what wasm stands for right web assembly um, yeah web assembly so yeah like you what you, you right here like is it going to be shipped with Dart 3? You're a little confused about the announcement. Is that kind of just in terms of the timing? Like you were talking about how like it's going to take a while? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just wondering because I was wondering if there's any like release um, schedules because like on stage, they did kind of talk about mm. Father Wasm with Dart 3. So I was wondering if it's like, if the, the release t date is going to be tied with Dart 3. However, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah uh, Although I, although I didn't get you know I didn't get an answer for that, um, I did get an answer from the product manager of Flutter, Flutter Web Wasm, so that is very helpful. <laughs> um, and the person he said that uh, he replied to some uh, a comment. The comment said that they announced that uh, Flutter Wasm is something that they're working on, but it's still very experimental. It was not an announcement like try, hey try try this yourself, but more like hey see where what we were developing, um, no ETAs or any preview release. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the person, the the product manager, he said that we're actively working on it. We have the traditional counter app running without any code changes. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's also very early. Uh, we'll be very vocal when you're when we are ready for folks to try it out. Um, and they replied, uh, the demo is great. Uh, quite some Chrome flags had to be enabled. Yeah, in, during the demo, there's like they had to enable like a lot of the Chrome flags, um, the, mm. the Chrome experimental you know settings, and he's like, uh, I, I guess this will become a bit, this is because uh, Wasm GC uh, is really new as well. Um, does it does, does this mean that even if other Wasm is stable, users need a super new browser version? And that's like that's the big question, right? Um, mm. And yeah, the right. product manager gave a really insightful answer. He said a couple of things. Uh, first, we, we we likely won't go stable until Flutter Wasm un with or sorry, we likely won't go stable with Flutter Wasm until Wasm GC is fully approved and shipped in at least one browser, uh, or if both spec uh, approval and browser shipping is super close to done. Uh, and second, we're also certainly uh, we we'll almost certainly have to well we'll have to make a mode uh, likely the default. Uh, where developers build both Wasm and JavaScript um, and deploy both. And then we do smart runtime detection. So you, at the end, users uh, you know, of the deploy uh, for the web app um, could get the best experience. And that's the really good thing. And they, they were talking about they could do like some smart detection. Uh, so I guess how, mm -hmm. how the, way, the way it might work is that 
your Flutter web app will deploy will will, will be built into two different versions. Uh, it will have a Wasm version and it'll have a Canvas Kit version, right? And by default, mm. your user like when your when your user visits a website, a Flutter web web app, it first downloads the index.html um, page, right? And that's the first thing it downloads. Yeah. And in that index.html page, what I'm guessing is that there's a there's a little bit of JavaScript in that in that page, and that JavaScript determines if the user's browser is, is can support Wasm. And if it does, it downloads the you know it downloads the Wasm backend. If it doesn't, it downloads the Canvas kit. I see. So what it so what the JavaScript or what the index.html page that your current web app for the web app is doing is that it simply just downloads the Canvas kit thing. So I guess that's what the mm. um, smart, you know, detection could could come so, in. So yeah, that's that. Mm. That is that. <laughs> so I well, guess that's like, fascinating. Yeah, I guess I'm like okay with this. Um, and so I'm definitely okay with this. I it'd be way better than no Wasm support. <laughs> but it's just a bummer that I, yeah. I'm not disappointed with Flutter. Like let's say let's let's be clear. I, I just, I'm just disappointed with how slowly Wasm GC is you know progressing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Well, that's so interesting. How did you know this guy was the? Oh, he said disclaimer. I'm the product yeah, he manager. Said it. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to oh. believe him. <laughs> that is yeah. right. That is right. Well, that's really interesting. So. Yeah. Well, so like. Oh yeah, I did want to ask you about the just to cap off the Flutter web thing. So, just real quick, what was the element embedding like? What's what's that all about? Yeah, so the, that that is completely different with Wasm GC. That is just like something that previously, the like any Flutter web app, uh, have to take up, has to take up like the full screen, and they made it so that mm. you, it could be within the HTML element. So it could be like you you have a website and within part of, part of your website there goes your Flutter app and it's like like it's being contained in that one like box, and they like on stage right. there's some like cool transitions of that box like like your Flutter app could be like kind of there you could be you could be I guess you could have like visual effects applying to that element that has your Flutter web app running so that's pretty cool. I guess it's just really nice to, like, if you had an app, and you had a website, um, it would be really cool just that within your website, like anybody, any visitor could like try, a, I guess like a quick preview of like a full version of your app, and that's that's really cool. I might I might even be able to, yeah, I might be able be able to even do this with, um, Instaboard. I say in the landing page that's mm. like written with like traditional web technologies. I actually have like Webflow. Um, maybe I can have one element that just has a sample Instaboard board, and anybody could try it out. Yeah, that's actually that's actually something I, I should look into. Mm. Um, anybody could try out that that Instaboard board that's temporary. Um, yeah. yeah. Just like pretty much embedding your full app into right. a website. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, did, like, I wanted to also maybe like touch on this roadmap, the roadmap that you linked us. Yeah, um, I was gonna get to just before, that. Just before we. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say just before. Yeah, just before we 
finish off with the roadmap um like just to with the flutter web just to bring it down to earth a little bit like if there's a new flutter developer or sorry yeah someone who's trying to get into flutter and they have a question and they ask you david like um should i use flutter web or not what type of application or what type of purpose given all of this and the direction of flutter web um how would you recommend a new person if they ask you like should i use flutter web obviously it depends on the project right so what kind of what kind of applications and purposes would you would we use it for yeah i i would say that unless your app unless you're unless you're also thinking uh okay let's let's say this unless you, your app is highly interactive let's say you're building a video editor on the web video editor for the web like a web video editor <laughs> or unless you're building some kind of super complicated you know editing tool photo editor or maybe you're building like a um like a code editor on the web uh, unless you're doing something super interactive like don't use flutter web and also uh, but another use case for flutter web is that you're like absolutely sure that your app is going to target multi multiple platforms um let's say like desktop mobile and web you're you're sure of that and you're also sure that in the short term uh, maybe like a few years, you won't be able to have more like hands on deck for your team. You just you're just like a very you're you're just your one person team or like you're you're like a really small team, um, and you have to target multiple f- platforms. Maybe I would say go for Flutter Web, but I would say that those are the only two cases you want to do Flutter Web. When you want to ha- when you want to have a website, let's say when you're making a um, like a like a Amazon site or any any site right just just use traditional web technologies that will definitely give you Mm. you know better experience right no that's a a good summary um just quick follow-up question though like if you said like if you have a lot of interactions like a lot of interactivity that you shouldn't use flutter web wouldn't something like a whiteboard app have a lot of interactions or no oh oh, no sorry i was saying like unless you you have a lot of interactions don't use flutter web Right, right, right. Yeah, but like, oh, so would you say like what, what a whiteboard question? app? Like, mm-hmm. like, does a whiteboard app have a lot of interactions or not many interactions in in that context? Yeah, in my in my context, like I would say the a whiteboard app does have a lot of interactions because um, it needs mm. to be able to like within the app it needs to be able to not only um, I guess draw. And it also needs to like you know select and do like uh, different stuff. Um, I actually I, I came across so you know I, I work on Instaboard. It's like a whiteboard app, right? So there are a lot of you yeah. know whiteboard apps out there, a lot of them, and I tried a lot of them as well. And it, it turns out mm. like just all the apps, all the whiteboard apps, provides like most of the whiteboard apps provide a terrible experience on iOS mobile. On the, when you're using like, um, like mm. a, an iPad browser, like when you're using the app on iPad Safari, um, the apps built with traditional te- web technologies, they're really slow and they're like they're janky and they're like, mm. and doesn't support Apple Pencil as nearly as well. And sometimes like Apple, when, when you're writing with Apple Pencil, I, I tried like in a few apps when you're tr- writing with Apple Pencil, if you're writing too fast, the second stroke won't register because I guess the HTML like JavaScript doesn't 
I don't know, it doesn't really recognize her or something like that. Um, so unless you right, build your app with Wasm, that's what that's what um, Figma does. Like unless you do that, like mm. with traditional web technologies, that like it's not a good idea. If you want to mainly target that, you know? right? If you want to just target desktop yeah. and you're okay with users drawing with mouse mainly, that's okay. Web te- technologies work. <laughs> <very well>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good that's a good summary. Um, but yeah, just to finish off, let's talk about this roadmap, and I'll link that below um, mm-hmm. for the for Flutter. And yeah, interestingly, maybe I'll maybe we'll start on the non goals. I find the non goals kind of interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the most interesting but, part. Actually, I feel I find the non goals actually more <laughs> more interesting than than the main release. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so for people listening, I'll just kind of give a quick read of this. So the non-goals, right, meaning like the goals that they don't want to pursue. So they say, we unfortunately have had to shelve our current efforts to implement Hot Reload on web as part of our web compiler. Experts are all working on WASM production support. We also have no plans currently to implement Code Push. Oh, interesting. Built-in support for wearables. So like uh, Apple Watch, Android Wear and also automotive integrations uh, built-in support for seo so they, they that's the non-goal no seo or installation via homebrew uh, some of these have excellent packages available though so in general we prioritize issues with the most thumbs up reactions on github and the astute among you may notice that the list of non-goals includes a number of these highest rated issues yeah Unfortunately, we have discovered a pattern that we did not expect, though it is obvious in retrospect. When we address all the highest ranked issues except those that are technically infeasible or intractable, then only the highest ranked issues are left. So, yeah, I mean, we talked earlier about in previous episodes, the thumbs up on GitHub is kind of like the best way for us to, you know, let them know about the, the biggest reaction, uh, the biggest um, issues that we want solved. And yeah, they're just saying like some of the ones that are left still as, as the highest reactions are the ones that, that they're not solving so yeah so some of some interesting stuff what, what are your thoughts on that david yeah that's that's really unfortunate you know they, they have a lot of really cool stuff that they're um they're thinking of that they're just not gonna support like for me i feel like code push would have been huge for flutter mm. and that's that's you yeah that would been cool being, yeah being able to bypass like web or um, app store, you know that that's gonna be huge. That's gonna like, like if Flutter yeah. has code push, like people are gonna be like, whoa, you have to use Flutter, right? You have to, you literally have to use Flutter. Also, but mm. however, however, I feel like if Flutter has code push, that might threaten Flutter. To be honest, I feel like the app store people might look at Flutter and be like, eh, maybe we should ban Flutter. Um, so so yeah, that's that. Mm. I feel makes about code push in that in that regard. Uh, right. Yeah, for I, I'm really happy that they're talking about. Oh, they're talking about. Okay, uh, we can't implement hot reload on the web, um, because you know our experts are working on Wasm support. So I'm happy about that. That at least <laughs> Wasm support is like currently work being worked on. Um, mm. So I'm willing to trade that yeah. for you know trade. I'm willing to trade hot reloading on the web for for Wasm support. <laughs> Because like if I want to target the web, like one thing you could do is that like if you're on Windows or Mac, you just target Windows or Mac, and then like you you know develop on Windows and Mac, and when you want to test on web, like test on web, um, 
Web only has like a few quirky things you want to you want to make sure. One being like course course issues. So you if your image slowed. Mm. Um, the other thing being um, just like um, uh, just like how a mobile web works. So um, it's like a big thing that uh, one of the big things on mobile uh, web is that you can't call out the keyboard uh, like like whenever you want. It has to be results of user touch. So if you want to do some fancy UI, mm. like if you want to like if you mm. have a to do app, if you have the calendar app, you want to make it so that when the user drags an event onto the canvas and when the user lets go, you the user gets to oh, edit yeah. the the event. You can't do that on the web. You can't yeah. because the user has to mm. tap on the screen in order for a keyboard to show up. So right. that's something that you want to just you know know that because that that's not a further limitation that's like a you know mobile web limitation um so yeah, yeah just it, it, that's pretty much just um that that's it so so not having hard read on the web i'm i'm okay with and seo support honestly uh, i think on stage they're talking about how further is like only suitable for web apps so they're talking about they're trying to make further into a web web app framework so that pretty much means that it's not yeah. going to be like seo friendly so so I, I'm I'm pretty much yeah. okay with these, but I, I I just thought it was really interesting how, you know, we all thought that oh these are like super super important, especially SEO. Like you know people talk been talking about further SEO a lot, and now they for for the roadmap mm-hmm. for this year they address that we we don't we're we're not gonna address this. So mm. yeah, yeah, a couple you know with the SEO thing you know how it's like some of these have excellent packages though like. Do you know how well that package performs? Like, it's like a it's like a SEO? web app, obviously, but then if you make it draggable, yeah, the selectable text, and then does that like actually work well? That 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 will not work for SEO. SEO has to, like that that won't that won't work at all for for SEO. For your SEO has to be like mm. something that's in right. your like meta tags or in your HTML page. Uh, but yeah. all the further content right, right. is like in JavaScript. Like in that bundle, so you can't. It doesn't right. really work, unfortunately. The other thing, like, not that I was planning to make anything for Apple Watch or anything like that, but it's interesting to hear because you know, like Flutter, it's the the initial kind of, like, I guess motivation is to be on different platforms, and it's interesting that they draw a line here, <laughs> like, not no automobile, <laughs> like, like no car. And no, no wearables. Uh, uh, like that's the hard line. Like it's it's interesting. That's how they, like, interesting. Yeah. You know, that's the hard line. Yeah. That's I was initially yeah. when I when I was first starting Flutter, I was like thinking, oh, in the future, you know, your home's gonna be a very smart home. Your fridge is gonna have a screen and all this stuff. And um, I don't know what platforms the 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 fridge will have, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, like Flutter should be the future because you can go on all platforms. But yeah, here's a hard line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, was there anything in particular with the other stuff? Like, I mean, we'll we'll wrap up pretty shortly. But like, that was just the non goals. Just scrolling back up, was there any? It says the top priority for Flutter is in, improvement is performance. Like any other this any other stuff from here that kind of is noteworthy. There's one thing that's pretty cool. It's a uh, wireless debugging. So that's gonna. Oh, be wireless cool. debugging. Yeah, they're they're saying that we do expect to spend some time on a few new features, and they're you know one of the features was wireless debugging, and I was like that that would be super cool, 
like just the other day wow. i just the other day i like brought my device out but forgot to bring my i forgot to bring my cable so i couldn't even <laughs> work on it i was like yeah, yeah. damn i wish i had wireless yeah. debugging um but i feel like other uh, other than that like multiple windows would be cool uh but i i personally don't need it for for now um uh draw drag and drop like further web or further apps already support drag and drop via plugins uh it's nice that there's an official way that you can use it but sure um hmm. but one uh, the other thing is that uh, like the in the research section uh they said that relatedly we're investigating implementing wide color gamma support probably oh. starting with ios <laughs> as it's a highly requested feature and that is nice that is nice hey. they should do that <laughs> that's like pretty much yeah just <laughs> <laughs> bullying works bullying works <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah we talked about that in the previous podcast uh, for those listening just the color gamut <laughs> that's right yeah yeah th- right now I, like i'll definitely benefit from this uh, because like you know in the whiteboard app there's mm-hmm. going to be images and i want to make sure that the images look like yeah looks nice you know it looks vibrant i want to make sure that so yeah. it's really it's, it feels reassuring to see them addressing this um yeah but yeah but yeah that was that was awesome like this flutter forward event i think came up with a lot of features um but yeah interesting to see what you guys listening if you guys have any opinions or thoughts about any of these changes i uh, would love to hear about them so comment below about any any other stuff we talked about or we didn't talk about um yeah would love to hear what you guys have to say but yeah, had a great episode. David, any last thoughts just before we sign off? Mm, yeah. I'm just really glad that Father is being really transparent. The Father team is being really transparent. Um, like, right. <laughs> like we as in, we as Father developers, we really depend on this, you know? I mean, like, seriously, we really mm-hmm. depend on this. Because, yeah. like, we want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, like, we couldn't make sure, but, like, we want to have this thing to be able to support us. And this thing is, you know, I feel like just finish like after watching this event i felt really positive um even though they didn't like didn't really fix a lot of a lot of the issues that were like pressing on like the scrolling issue they didn't fix um and you know color gamut but mm-hmm. but you know they've been they've been really transparent um and they're like they're saying that you know they're working on this um and, and stuff and now, now especially during the time of like there's a lot of layoffs um there's just been a big a huge wave of layoffs i think someone from the like there there are a few people from the flutter team got laid off laid off uh, it, it's interesting how mm-hmm. on stage uh i think T- tim Sneath mentioned that uh, accessibility is always their main focus uh and but but i i just saw some like i just saw someone in the flutter team who was working on accessibility got laid off <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I mean I during this during this uh, I guess time of like yeah yeah it's also funny that we're like we have this like huge delay <laughs> uh, but, but I, I would say something like are we waiting for your reaction <laughs> and, like I, I have a, it's almost like the, the yeah, no, news I... report you know, like newsroom yeah like the, the people yeah, yeah. I guess like asking the weatherman and they'd be like ask a question and the weather weatherman just stares at the screen and after a few seconds yeah. they're like oh yeah 
But, no, I had the same thing. Yeah. This whole the, this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole episode. Yeah, we're gonna try to maybe make yeah. this better. I I don't know. Maybe there there could be other ways, but yeah, me and is Mitch were like, is there really a possible far, solution? Probably. There, there might be, there might be. I, maybe it's just that the the thing we're using, we're using Riverside. Maybe it's that Riverside oh. is slow. Maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. You can explore a different platform. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 look into that actually. That would help <laughs> a lot. Yeah, when you when you were back in China, it was it was different. Like <laughs> it was like so different. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause like China is just really close to Australia. But the U.S. is like there's like the big yeah. Pacific Ocean, yeah. Yeah, it would be cool. Like well, maybe yeah. if we do look at a different <laughs> platform or a different solution, especially yeah. when we have like other guests on from literally across the globe, then <laughs> we Ooh, might need yeah. to have a different solution. That's gonna but, that's gonna yeah. be challenging. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, guys, great episode and keen to to catch up with you all in the comments so let us know about any of these changes that you like to see and yeah that's mm-hmm. all we have for this week so we'll catch you guys in the next one see ya that's right see ya